gone on like in front of my orphanage, but I was like very sick, very small, yeah. and probably uh, was born as a preemie, but um, by myself. So the nun at this orphanage took me in, but was like, there's no way we're going to be able to like see yeah. this baby. Yeah. And so they had the priest do like last rites, which is when you like bless the child to like go to mm-hmm. heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my mom showed up and was like, fuck no, this baby's going to survive. And now look at me. Big hips, big titties. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't even know that story. That is a tragic, but beautiful story because yeah. my mom like legit, like she like went, made sure that I was like, Wow, I didn't even know all that first. I'm a little offended that the people get to find out the same time I find out. But whatever, <laughs> whatever. Um, and just to give some backstory on me growing up, I am like I said biracial. My mom is a black woman. My dad is a Slovenian man, which means he is white. AKA, I said Slovenian, not Slovakia, auntie, because I have a family member that's the same way. <laughs> I remember the first time I was like, yeah, I'm Slovakian. I was like, you're Slovenian, not Slovakian. They're two different countries. And I was like, oh, well, I'm white. But I was um, raised with my black side. So my mom raised me um, and I was in Florida. So I identify as a black woman because I was raised with a black family. But I'm a biracial child and I've never ever discredited me being biracial. I've never said I wasn't biracial, but I grew up with a black family as a biracial child. And as Mara grew up with the white family as an adopted black Ethiopian woman. Well, at the time, girl, but now uh, now she's a woman. So I think we both have very good backgrounds. We have- Very different and interesting. Yes, for us to be here. And if you guys are in America and you watch the news, then you know hot topic <laughs> ding, 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 alert hot topic <laughs> yes please turn off if you are uh not a fan of the black lives matter movement i, I suggest uh not listening to the rest of this podcast yes um, if you are please continue yes um, if you're not ready to identify with yourself and have a serious look at your values tell them again please turn off tell them friends <laughs> i don't even need a disclaimer i got as mara <laughs> But anyways, uh, moving on to bigger or carrying on. Since, well, first off, how do you feel being a Black woman raised by a white family? How has that impacted you? It's different. How so? Um, Well, for one thing, you know, it's very obvious that I am Black and my parents are white. So, like, there was no hiding that I was adopted growing up. Um, There was no, like, people often ask, like, when did you know you're adopted? And I'm like, have you looked at my family? Like, how did I not know I was adopted? Like, Wait, oh, actually, when did you when did you have that conversation? I've never had that. I don't remember ever having a conversation nice. about it because like, I like that. That's just my norm. Yes, 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 yes. Um. Also, like when I say my mom's Welsh English, she's like really Welsh English. Like, <laughs> I I don't know what that means. Oh, okay. Well, she's very white and she has an accent, and I okay. obviously don't have an accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anymore, I did as a kid. But anyway, that's another story. But yeah, I don't remember ever having a conversation about being adopted and like my parents have always loved us. Yeah. Like provided us with everything that we needed and loved us through everything um, and like tried to, you know, get us in touch with our culture as well. Mm. Um, It's obviously, I feel like other people made it harder. Oh, how Like I feel like if we were in a bubble and it was just like my family Mm-hmm. And other T or TCK, I don't know. Do you okay? No. So I I I guess I identify as being like a TCK person. What's that? Third culture kid. So it's when like Ooh, you okay. are a of a culture, your you or your parents or both of you are of different cultures than the place that you live. And since I grew up traveling around the world, then I was never of the same culture as the place that I lived. Nor was I of a culture of my parents yeah. necessarily. Yeah. Um so I guess that's that that's always been in the back of my mind and how I like think of myself a little yeah. bit. Like being part of like that community. I support it. I didn't um, know that was a community. That's still TCK. Oh yeah, there's like pretty big community. Actually it just popped up on my Instagram. There's two people who hashtag TCK and I was like, snaps for that. <laughs> didn't even know that you were TCK, but I'm in your community it. and I love it. Oh, that's awesome. But other people definitely made it harder because of the questions they had. So and you like you are born in the mid-90s. Yes. I was born in the early 90s, but mm. regardless, then um, it was not a norm to see like yes. a 
a white and or even like biracial couples were right. not a norm. So yeah. imagine having a white, like white parents with black children yes. and adopting from More Africa. Than one. Not even just like adopting, but adopting from Africa. Like people were like, what were you thinking? And people asked me in priest, I remember a girl badgering me for good, like, I don't know the timeline, but she badgered me to figure out who the lady picking me up from school was. And it was my mom. And I kept saying it was my mom, but they would not let it go. Mm. because like we didn't look alike yeah yeah so I feel like other people made it harder than it had to be because they asked so many questions yeah so I like love that more and more families are adopting kids and are not the same race as them because it makes it more of a norm yeah I and what I love about our differences in growing up because I think it's first of all it's so ironic that we know each other and it's like flipped oh, yeah. how we were raised mm-hmm. so I don't remember this but my mom told us that we were because when we were younger we looked lighter my mom is fairly dark she's way darker than us so and you can tell that we weren't fully black because our hair texture and we were fair skinned but she says she remembers being in the parking lot and this white lady called Child Protective Services and the cops because she they she thought that my mom was kidnapping us. Oh my god! Because we weren't trying to get in the car. I think we had left Walmart or something. So you're being children. Being children. So we're like five and four because my sister's a year younger. And she was like, and this lady called the cops on me because she thought I was trying to kidnap you guys. And I just I just couldn't imagine. But to even think that when you see a child their skin color is so much different than the person they're with, whether it's their mother or their father, you automatically assume that they shouldn't be together. Instead of saying, asking questions before you assume something and get the cops involved. Because yeah. like you said, mid-90s, so this was probably late 90s, but racism, live and well, still so live and well. well. <laughs> <laughs> like, Nothing has changed exactly. in our entire life is what we're going to say. Exactly. So think about it. It's like the amount of danger you put my mom in and us in because you called the cops on a black woman is asinine to me. Like this white lady didn't even think about the safety of us. Like, okay, yes, you can call the cops. But what happens to these kids? Yeah. What happens if she does go to another in the system or what if, you know, whatever crazy shit can happen. Like, she didn't even think the thought that she's just like, oh, there's a black lady with some non-black kids. She obviously has to be doing something bad to them. So it's interesting that you bring that up because like, especially now there's a lot of conversations of like when it's appropriate to call the cops and like not to call the cops on like, yeah. um, on like a black person instead, like approach the situation and have a conversation. Yeah. I did not grow up knowing that mm. because my parents were white. So like, that was not something that we were really taught in our household. We were just taught to like respect the police. Yeah. And that wasn't something that I learned until I went to college in the United States. So I moved mm. to the U.S. to go to a university in San Diego. Go Aztecs and New State. <laughs> Although they should change the, if anyone from San Diego State is listening, I still believe that you should change it from Aztecs. It's not an appropriate mascot. Anyway, um, I was. <laughs> correct. <laughs> or racially correct. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> But I moved to San Diego and it was the first time that I was like confronted with the fact that I was black and a lot of the people that, um, well, one, I didn't know anyone when I moved to the US, yeah. but I was, it was the first time I was confronted with the fact that I was black Yeah. and I lived in America. So actually I got pulled over within my first year or sorry, not my first year because I didn't have a car. My second year I had my car, the same one I still have because Priuses last forever um but I got pulled over and when I asked the officer like I was obviously nervous but I had my ID and everything and funny story I was driving from my dorm to a mile and a half away to a hookah place which Mm. was like in a predominantly like Arab black neighborhood yeah and um the cop that pulled me over I asked him like why did you pull me over because I knew I wasn't speeding I knew I didn't run run a red light my car checked out because I regularly got a service and they said that a blue car had hit a pedestrian that was what they told me and I was like looking around like there are like 30 blue cars in this fucking parking lot right now (laughs) and so that was the first time that I was like confronted with the idea so like it's interesting that you saw it at such a young age whereas I didn't even really know about it until I was but also 19. you weren't in the U.S. most of your life like you were yeah. I think that's a big thing to point out too because I think when I first met Esmara my biggest like mind-blowing thing was that you didn't experience racism with white parents and, well you like didn't experience racism until you got to America not as much right because so, like my college like getting into college I wrote my essay on like not necessarily on racism but like around the subject yeah 
um, because I lived in Russia, which uh, is not color friendly at all. Mm, like you're yeah. Russian or you're out of the country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so yeah. Um, it was not a friendly place for me to live. Like I remember a kid in my, um, I think it was in seventh grade or eighth grade. Um, and at the time I went to a French school but by the French embassy and a kid showed up like sweating bullets and it was what 7.38 in the morning mm. and um, he had been chased by skinheads and like for those of you listening who don't know what skinheads are they're like very like very they're white supremacists who generally have their head shaved and they look at Hitler in a like they Lucked think up Hitler, Hitler, yeah, they look up to Hitler, basically. Yeah. They believe that, um, well, the white race is <laughs> the best race, is <clears throat> what the general belief is around yeah. um, skinheads. And this kid, you know, we're in seventh grade, and this kid shows up, he's black, shows up sweating bullets, and um, he had been chased to school by a group of adult males, white wow. adult males. Like, it just that was probably the first like big shock to me um wow i mean i knew uh, russia wasn't i mean there's a lot of stories i could tell you about living in russia <laughs> as a black woman but yeah but anyway like that was a big shock to me that like this kid is young like he, he you know we're in seventh yeah. grade you're a child still yes i'm getting chased by men like what were you thinking but that was like the first shock to me that didn't happen to me, but I was around, but yeah. in, in terms of like living in Russia, that was definitely the first time I was like addressed with the fact that like I was black and my parents were white. Yeah. Um, other than when we were in the U.S. around. Did you have a lot of experiences of that being pointed out internationally? No, not as much because I went to international schools and our community was. Um, and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. That so there were other kids who were adopted by parents who were not the same race. They might not have been black, but there I remember there was a girl who was a Chinese descent who was adopted by a white family as well. And like there were other kids who were black in my school, not very many, um, but like, you know, ambassadors, kids from different nations. Yeah. Their kids went there yeah. and there were a couple like South Africa's um, ambassador. Um, she, South African ambassador, was a woman. Yes. Her daughter, also she was a single mother, very impressive. Her daughter went to my school. We were in the same grade. And we still talk every once in a while now. Oh, nice. Yeah. She's a an amazing voice, great writer. Love Um, it. Shout out to Lindy Way for listening. Go ahead, Lindy Way. (laughs) Hearing you, it, it really just sounds like America is so behind the curve. Obviously, we know this shit behind racism, but it's it's so just mind fucks me that internationally you had less issues with race than you did in America, and America just prides itself on being this free country, but you can't even be ten shades darker than white <laughs> and live the same life as a white person. I think it's just different because like, why do you think it's so different from your because team? because in the U.S. you look at ident- you try to identify individuals by putting them in boxes. True. So where do you work is a great way to put someone in a box. Yes. Like at what level you are in a company. Another way. Then like the visual things come up. Are you a woman or a man? That immediately puts you in a box. Um, like what race are you visually? Yeah. Not like what you identify with yes. but visually that I also puts you into a box. And yeah. So like I think there's lots of ways that like people tend to place people in these little boxes that are not I mean, yes, of course, in different countries, people do different things, but I just, I can't for the, like, I feel like when I, for example, I lived in Thailand before I moved here. Yeah. You were either Thai or you were not Thai. You weren't Thai or all these other races that they identified you and then put you in a box. You were Thai or you were not Thai, which was very freeing to me because I wasn't like, you know, you didn't have to like select something. And like select something in a box. Exactly. Um, I was not Thai. That was it. Um, and it was like pretty nice to like not have to like that sounds get nice. down to the nitty gritty of yeah. what I was. Yeah. Or was not. Yeah. Um, I was just obviously I wasn't Thai because when anyone spoke to me in Thai, then I could not answer. <laughs> Excuse me, say that. <laughs> I was like, mm, can you repeat that in English? I'm so sorry I don't speak your language. My but I tried. I did try. Um, but yeah, and also like because I am of a lighter complexion yeah then like I tend to people don't immediately associate me with being 
Yeah. Like, it depends yeah. what country I'm in. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of that, what do you identify as? Do you identify as a Black woman? Do you identify yeah. as... Yeah. I well, okay, but then in the US I have to identify more because there are a lot of boxes. Okay. So I identify as being a black woman. Mm-hmm. I am a black woman. But in the US I have to be specific about that because there's different quote unquote types of being a black yes, woman. That shit which there. is ridiculous to me, but because I live here, then I do. So I am Ethiopian. Yes. And my culture does look a little bit differently than being yes. like an African American woman. And so I think that's where, despite the fact that you and I do look quite alike. Yeah. Um, and people, even my mom was like, yeah, Helen could be your sister. You guys <laughs> she could have been there for like, Yeah. I was like, um, maybe we forgot to adopt her. I don't know. <laughs> um, but like, that is something that I don't, like you have to specify, I guess. And like, yes. even though the two, yes, we do look alike, then like you identify, I, we've had this conversation yes. before, but like you identify as a black African-American yes. woman and I identify as a black Ethiopian woman. Yes. So there yes. are big differences. Yes. And uh, how do how has so well let's back it up. This actually came to me because Jeremy brought it up in one of the episodes and was like, well, how does being biracial make you feel? And I I've thought about it before because I remember growing up when YouTube really started to become a big thing. And there were a few biracial girls who would talk about having identity issues because they looked black, but they identified as being white because they were predominantly in a white environment. Are their parents, their kind of to your point of, you have to be specific about your black, like their mm-hmm. parent was black, but assimilated to white culture. So mm-hmm. they did okay. have a black experience, quote unquote. So I got me to thinking, well, what do I identify as? And it was like, well, I identify as a black woman because I was raised with my mom, who is a black woman, and our black family, which they are black. And then I was like, okay, so if I was to switch and I was raised with my dad, would I still identify as a black woman or would I identify more with being biracial? And I can't answer that question because I wasn't raised with my dad. I was raised, because I was raised with my mom. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so I identify as being black. So with you being raised with white parents, did you ever struggle with saying you were a black? woman or did you always just know you were because you looked like you're a black woman too I did struggle but not in like being saying that I was black versus white I struggled with saying that I was black because I want to be known as being Ethiopian yes and I felt like even as a young age I felt like there was a difference with saying like there is a black woman versus saying I'm an Ethiopian woman yeah and so I struggled with that but with everything that happened in 2020 that I'm very, it did open my eyes to like the power of being a black woman. Yeah. And, um, you know, it definitely, I don't, I don't think it was a struggle, but it was like, we have, you know, for example, you and I have more conversations and I like reached out to you more because mm-hmm. I wanted to like, I wanted to digest how I felt about everything. And yeah. It was an important part of like me growing as a person and as a woman. Yeah. Like being more and more comfortable to say like I am a black woman versus yes. I'm an Ethiopian woman. Yes. Which therefore I, it means I am a black woman, but saying what you say. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know what's crazy though is because um, and you probably have heard of this. I found out that in Africa, real African black people do not, they make that distinction too. They're not African Americans, they're African. So like when African when people oh, from yeah, like hundred percent come to America from Africa, Ethiopia, they're like, I'm not black. I'm I'm African. Or like they say and they don't even say African, they say where they're from. Like I'm South African or I'm Kenyan. Or yeah. Like I have friends who are Nigerian, they're Nigerian, and I have Kenyan friends who are Kenyan. Yeah. Because only in America do you identify it by color. Yes. It's almost like you have <laughs> to make it even more simple than just saying where someone yeah even in France like okay I don't mean to shout out I mean like call out the French but like the French are pretty racist Mm, you're like you're French or you're everything other or Mm -hmm. like you're French if you're black even you could grow up your entire life in France but if you're black you're not French wow so like there is definitely some distinct like and I mean going to a French go growing up in the French system I had heard that they're like oh but you're not French and I wasn't and I knew that. Yeah. But I felt I always felt for the kids whose families were French. They did grow up in France and they were on a mission or they were on uh, assignment in another country, but they were born and raised in France. But yeah. Because they were black, then they weren't like seen as being. Yeah. Black. 
Yeah. But even some of those people like in who are French, black and French will still identify themselves as being from the country of their origin. So it's like, if you are French, yes. Nigerian, you're still French, Nigerian. You're not black French or like, yeah, black, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so I don't know. It's just like an interesting distinction that only the U.S. does. It's saying you're black oh. or you're African American. It's like, and listen, like, like well, we're in Africa. Like, what if I came up to you, if you identified as being African American, and every person who told me that they were African American, I was like, but we're in Africa. They would be like, wait, what? Yes, and you know what? <laughs> it just hit me because as you're talking, it really dawned on me that America probably made African American because they fucking stole us. So they don't know. They don't remember what tribe we're from, but they know that we're not from quote unquote America y'all can see these air finger quotes but I have been saying that I hate being called American I can remember as far back as middle school and it's simply because America we say we're about equality we're about freedom we're here for equal opportunity and I don't even have to go here to say that we all know that's full of shit if anything what happened on the Capitol a week ago two weeks ago who fucking knows now yesterday could have been yesterday it's gonna happen in a week it's gonna happen again in a week so it's like I have never been proud to be American because what America says they stand for, we don't stand for. If we were really what we stood for, I would 100% be American. But I can't say I'm American when American means that we discredit minorities, that we are always looking for the easy way to get money. Because America, I don't know how many fucked up deals they got, so I'm not into politics. But the fact that we had- China a lot of money. The fact that we had Trump here as a businessman, as our president, how the fuck y'all? My man's a businessman now. He's running sure. the country. I disagree with you on that. Fuck because man. America is known as being a capitalist country. You're right. And therefore, like a businessman, it makes sense to have a business. You're right. Business. No, you're right. But yes. you're right. I mean, I was just talking to my friend in Ireland about this. I was like, the thing that hurts me most is that there's the chance that Donald Trump's portrait is going to be displayed next to President Obama's portrait. Oh, shit. And I feel like that is the biggest slap in the face to America that anyone mm. could ever have. I was like, I don't even give a shit about all the other things that might happen. I was like, if I have to go and look at those portraits and see that, it it that hurts me to my core. I didn't think about that. I didn't think about that. So that's why I want him to get impeached. But anyway, that's a political topic. We don't have to talk about it. But you know, I will hopefully if you're a listener, you understand where (laughs) we're coming from. (laughs) Fuck Donald Trump. But um what do you think the port the importance of identification is in America? Because in America, I, in America, because like you said, America really does put us in boxes. And I touched on this in my labels episode how everything just has to like belong somewhere. You have to be able to identify something somehow. And I want to talk to you about this identification topic because I really got into identifying myself as a black woman vocally when all this bullshit really started happening with the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And then um, all the racial injustice that we saw during the pandemic. And I was like, it's only, it feels so important to identify now so that way you understand what side of the playing field you're on. I don't want anyone to get confused with me being on the playing field of just trying to survive. Yes, I'm a Black woman, but I'm rich. I look racially ambiguous. A lot of people don't mm-hmm. automatically say like me. Exactly. Yeah. People don't automatically assume I'm biracial. They think I'm something else. So I could have easily been like, mm, yeah, Black Lives Matter, but like most gaslighters say it, but not do anything mm-hmm. to really like let you know that this shit is racist. So I feel like in America, you have to really identify what you are so people know how to interact with you. And that's why I'm so vocal. Like I'm a Black woman. So if you don't like Black women, don't step to me because I'm going to hurt your feelings. I totally get what you're saying because I feel like we, we are very different people. Yeah. And we grew up very differently. Yeah. Um, but we both identify with being a black woman Mm -hmm. and I feel like some people look at us and think like, how are these two people both identified as black women? Yeah. Because they're seeing two different types types of of black women. Yeah. But I also think the struggle to like label in that sense, unfortunately is not on is not something that I can look at because like I am I my the color of my skin yeah. is black yeah and I don't have two different raced parents so I don't struggle with identifying with one versus the other or like knowing that whereas like that is something that like you know you 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 do have to look at yeah as, yeah. as a woman who has both white and a black yeah, parent yeah, yeah. like 
you could potentially, and I, this, I mean, this is so dumb, but like blackish, mixedish, grownish, you know, these are all TV shows that people can watch. I'm like, yeah, yeah, see yeah. The struggle that people are going through. I'm like, I feel like a lot of like the black community is given shade to these TV shows, but it does educate people who are not from the community Agree. about these issues. Yes. And like, for that, I will always appreciate those shows. I'm not yes. a huge fan of some of them, but like, like, I know I, I have a cousin in the UK who watches them so that she can understand more about the black culture and like I give her credit for that yeah a lot of people don't go to that effort yes at least she's educating herself I yeah. think and me and my sisters are the only black people in our entire family yeah like extended family and everything mm. there are a lot of multiracial kids in our family yes 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 but not black. but not not even black multiracial all the other races are like Asian I was gonna guess I was like maybe Asian and like <laughs> Yeah. yeah 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 but um yeah that unfortunately is just not something that I've had to struggle with because I'm not like picking uh, quote yeah. unquote picking one parent yeah. over another yeah, yeah, yeah. um but I do definitely like feel for the kids and the kids and the 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 adults yeah who are now struggling to identify or like figure out how to say that they're biracial but still support the black community because like look at you uh you haven't met yet but like my best friend now yes yeah she is biracial and um you know she is like she and I have these wonderful conversations about um black lives matter and like being a black woman but like visually when we step out into the world a lot of people don't see Natalie as a black woman yeah and it's I can't speak for her, but like for me, you know, I feel a little hurt when people are like, you don't have black friends. And I'm like, yes. but I do. You just don't identify them as black friends yes. because yes. they don't visually look as dark as I do. Yes. And so like, I can't speak for how she feels, but like for me, it hurts a little bit when people just assume that because some of my friends have lighter skin, they're not black. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I think you actually make a good point because I feel like that's also why I feel like I have to make it known that I'm a black woman in today's era. Like, I'm offended when people don't think I'm a black woman because in in some kind of fucked up way, I am honored to be a part of this struggle Mm -hmm. because as a race, we go through so much, but we always come out on top. America's just very bigoted and the rest of the world isn't as bigoted. With race, just, with uh, race. No, there's definitely some countries that are like high on the like race is an identifier of like your let's social like, quote unquote status. I wouldn't know. Let 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 ignorant people like me know because so I like, did. I before we started before you hit play to record this podcast, <laughs> I was on my LinkedIn, which is like my number one social media mm. app for the most part. And the first article that popped up on my LinkedIn was why Black Americans who love anime are not going to be accepted into Japanese culture because there's like a huge colorism and racial issue in Japan. Oh, shut up. And like, basically like the whole like Black Lives Matter movement is like Black, there's no Black Lives Matter movement in Japan and it's an article about it. I didn't get a chance to like get down into that article, but I can understand or imagine like where some of that comes from. And it's no, like every country has their own history and their own um, ways to like express self-identity but like we give a lot of shade to like how America has expressed it or like even me like saying that like you require people to be in boxes but a lot of it comes from our history of like accepting a lot of different races and cultures into the U.S. so we are like here in America there is like more of a melting pot than there are in other countries we're also extremely large in comparison to true 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 I always like joke around because my like you know my family in England which is where all my mom's side of the family lives to pick up it's a huge inconvenience if I fly into London because it's a long drive Mm -hmm. from London to where they live in um, the northern part of England but that drive is maybe a two-hour drive Whereas, mm-hmm. like, if I want to drive to my best friend's house in San Diego from the Bay Area, I'm looking at, like, nine, ten hours. True. So, it's, like, think about, like, Gosh. how big the United States is before we, like, you know, it, it's definitely something I have to keep remembering. It's, like, you know, we are very big. We have lots of different cultures, lots of different That's identities true. before we can say, like, America did this wrong. We just have to, like, understand. Ugh. I think the problem is, is that, like, we aren't necessarily as accepting of all the other 
Yes. The categories. You're right. So instead of okay. having people check all these boxes, like I am this, I am this, I am this, I am not this, I'm not this. It's like, what are you? And then yes. fill in the blank. Like, why do we have to check a box? Why can't it be like fill in the blank? Yeah. And you can identify. Yeah. yeah. And so I think that is where like things go wrong because in a, like I said, like when I lived in Thailand, you were tired or you were not tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. <laughs> And granted, um, I'm ignorant. I, I have not traveled. You're not ignorant. It's just a matter of like time too. Like, yeah. You know, you're just getting your foot wet and like the yeah. traveling internationally and you'll have your own experiences when you go to these countries. Yeah. Um, and to be fair, like, again, I say that Russia was, a you know, Russia was a hard time for me Yeah. because it's a very racist country. I say that because I lived there in 2002. Mm -hmm. but it is 2021 it could be very different now so. true 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 mm -hmm. true I, I need to I sometimes feel like I do need to check myself because I, I stand with this I still am not proud of being an American I feel like mm. American values do not line up with how we actually are as Americans and I've been in California I've been in Florida so I've lived in two different states so the two states I've lived in have not made me any more proud to be American than I was when I first said I didn't like being American not to say I'm out here trying to you know that's why I, I say I have an American passport. I never say I'm American. I have an American passport. Oh, well, I have an American passport versus... <laughs> but you're a black woman. That's why you say I'm a black woman with an American passport. You know what? That's what I need to start saying. And I think... I think I also need to... Because you make a good point. Although um, America is a melting pot, and I think we do have a lot of different cultures here. We have a, we have a lot of African people here that come from Africa. We have a lot of Asian people we have a lot of Mexican, Hispanic people. So we are a melting pot, but you hit the hammer on the nail is that we just aren't accepting of it. And I think my issue is that we vocalize that we are, but yeah. we actually aren't. And We're I- Like land of the free, but actually select one of these categories before we let you in. Yeah, before you get your yeah. free rights, <laughs> yeah. we have to know, we which have to know which- to get. Yeah. Yes, and, and that's, that's, that's my biggest issue. But you're right, because I haven't been outside of America too much. So who knows what- the other countries offer and and their experience with racism so you're right i appreciate you checking that because that's a good point i try not to be jaded but i'm also like fuck america because anybody have time i'd rather just be in kanye city <laughs> kanye city <laughs> in your own bubble and call it a day how do you see america view identity that's hard i'm definitely not an expert but i think again it kind of has to do with like how large this country is because like I mean, gosh, how do I explain this? Like even in, okay, I live in California. I went yeah. to university here in California. So I moved from South America to Southern California. Mm. And when I went to my school, I took a, I'm just going to use this as an example. Yeah. It's the easiest way to, to do it. But um, I took in my school, the cultural competency program. And I was one of the first classes to go through this certificate program to um, basically like learn about different cultures, but also like how to, it's basically like self-identity mm -hmm. and like how to um be better at be more understanding of different cultures and mm. their perception of the world from mm -hmm. different cultural views yes and i love the course i mean don't get me wrong i love that i have my bachelor's in hospitality and tourism management but i definitely value this cultural competency certification just as much as i do the other one yeah one of the questions they asked you in one of the and i think it had our first or second class was do you think san diego state university is a cultural um melting pot and is um, a good representation of different cultures. Mm. And I want to say 95% of the class said yes. I said no. Me and like the two other people said no. Probably a couple more. But I said no because I'm standing in a room learning about cultural competency that majority of the room is white or yes. of a culture that they could check in these boxes but you don't see a box for Ethiopian the yes. girl to my left or my right of me I don't remember she is Native American there was no Native American mm. box when you checked yes. into like what race are you and like and even so like the two of us walking around the campus there were way I mean I have to say there were more Ethiopians walking around the campus than there were Native Americans mm. and like so I I mean I, I do think that like we look at things based on these little boxes that we're checking. And so like, what, 
it's like, oh my God, it's just so ridiculous to me to think <laughs> that that is what we're basing our yeah. self-identity on is like what boxes are available on a sheet of paper. It's like, yes. so what uh, Wonder Woman says in that movie, um, in the original movie, not the new one that came out because I haven't seen that yet. But when she was like, oh, you base your day on that tiny device on your wrist. When she's talking about his watch, I'm like, we're basing our self-identity on these boxes, on these pieces of paper. Like who told us this was how we had to identify ourselves? You're either Hispanic or you're not Hispanic. And if you're not Hispanic, then you're white or black or you're of an other race. And what does other mean? Is that just everything else? You know what's so funny about checking those boxes? And I found this out when I was in high school. My mom, the entire time she fills out our paperwork for school or anything, she always put B. And I thought she just always did because she was Black. She thought it meant biracial. That's so sweet. <laughs> but that is so heartwarming. It, it, it is, but also it, it also just lets you know it just reminds me, like, I feel like how ignorant America is when it comes to race, because my mom's like, oh, B obviously means biracial, because that's a real thing, like, is my kids yeah. are biracial, obviously you guys are including them, but it was not biracial, so it's like, how is it that a, a regular American woman can see a B and think of so many different possibilities for what B stands for in a race column. identity column, and everybody else is like, no, B obviously means Black, B could mean biracial b could mean bulgarian b and obviously i don't know <laughs> bulgarian is like my I heard a bulgarian friend you see but it can mean so many different things she's so white it's so when she <laughs> it, that's not, like i know she's bulgarian. not black she's white but i was like when she told me that i was like ma you know b means black she's like no that means biracial it was b w and other you guys are not other you're biracial and i was like no no it's black means. white or other that's america says answer. we're other and she was like well you be today and it means that biracial and my house like ma you just been telling me this whole time we're black, which, as you know, I'm not opposed to. But it was so crazy that that whole time she was like, "No, that means biracial." And I, granted, she probably very well knew it meant B for black, but in her like rebel way, she was like, "Well, I'm a circle B because it really means biracial because my kids are biracial." But no, that's not going to make a difference because in the census it means black lady. <laughs> But it's funny that you say that because like you were living at the time with your mother who is black. Yes. And so you were defending your white side. And now you are living predominantly with your father who's white and you're defending your black side. Yeah. So it's like, it's a switch. It's a switch. It is. And it sucks that you have to go through that where I'm like, why can't it just be like you're biracial and you love both sides yes. and it makes you who yes. you are. But yes. because you feel like this pressure to pick one or the other, then I mean, and that's and, not a pressure that anyone's putting on you. It's just like what society thinks yes. there should be. Pressure and that's the thing is that it's, it's, it really is society. And I, I hate that we have labels. I hate that we have, I didn't, I hate that we have to identify as a race at all. I, why do I have to let you know if I'm black, white, or other on a job application? What does that matter? I was a legal. Well, girl, you haven't filled out your application since I got a job. But that it's, a, it's, a, it's still a question, though. Like, they still ask what your race That's is. True, and they hopefully they have changed it. But before, like, why? After we, quote, unquote, integrated schools, why didn't that question come off of school applications, job applications, house applications? For what? It's integrated. Why does that matter anymore? I have no idea. And that's my issue with America. Is that although we say it doesn't matter, we America still finds ways to put that question in places where it doesn't matter at all. You know what's funny is I think, and I mean, I'm probably very wrong and this is probably going to go over very badly, but I think <laughs> it only matters when people are trying to defend their diversity numbers. <gasps> that part. But you're right, because when you were talking about- Because white doesn't, I mean like, no offense, but if you select white, it doesn't matter because like majority yes, is yes, white, yes, especially yes. in the workforce. Yes. But like if you're- Clicking on anything other than white is when they're like, oh, now we can defend the black right. and white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to elaborate on that, when you were in school and they asked that question about diversity, I think the big issue is that in America, if you, when you get asked that question, if you have at least one or two people of color, you're diverse. Yeah. No, diverse means that in a room of 10, I'm the only person that looks like me and everybody else looks different from the person next to them. Oh, yeah. That's totally. diversity. Diversity means you have three fucking black people in a room with 20 people. That just means you have three yeah. black Right? That just means you have three fucking black people. So I think for me, whenever people ask me a diversity question, I always go back to when I was living in Russia. I went to an international school mm-hmm. and they had this thing called the Hall of Flags. And remember, I'm living in a country that is predominantly white. 
This hall represents flags from every country a student is from that has ever been at that school. There were over 80 flags. That is diversity. We're representing a lot of the world in a very small student body population. There was only- And Russia was racist. And in Russia. Still had internet. Tiny, tiny school from pre-K to senior year. We have about, actually, I can't say there was over 80 flags, but we definitely had about 80 flags. But this whole, whole hall was filled with flags from different nations representing the students that were at the school. And I don't even think that most universities can oh. have more than like maybe 25. Girl, I'd be surprised if they made it to 30. Yeah, and these are thousands and thousands upon thousands of children at these universities, or kids at these universities. Do you remember how many were black countries? From the, yes. there weren't very much. But they, but there was definitely, well, actually for a while there wasn't an Ethiopian one because they had trouble putting the Ethiopian one up since me and my sisters um, were adopted, technically didn't hold an Ethiopian passport. We had American and British passports. So it's funny because they based it on the passport, not on where you identify from. So wow. there are differences. Yeah. But there was definitely Kenyan. There was definitely South African. I'm pretty sure there was Nigerian. Again, I was pretty young at the time, so I don't remember, but at least three. Yeah. So, I mean, look, we live in the Bay Area. There's a huge Ethiopian, Somali, or I should say Habesha community yeah. Yeah. In, um, in the Bay Area. Yeah. I say Habesha because I'm also confused. Like, people often are like, oh, are you Somalian or Eritrean? Yeah. Like, oh, actually, I'm Ethiopian, but like, we're all Habesha. So, like, yeah. We can all be representation of that community. Yes. And I wish that of a nation. Yes. And I wish that's, that's what it was. What's so funny is that when I moved to America, so in Florida, I always got people thought I was Hispanic. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I came to California, people thought I was Atrian. And that was the first time I've ever even heard of Petri. I was like, Eritrea. Eritrea. I was like, girl, what? What? Is you're learning geography as you get older. Yeah. Good for you. And so, but I, I wish it was like when I got asked that question, I wish it was such a normal question for like even if you were white, I wish people didn't even assume you were American white. Slovenia is white. Yeah. And you know, Russians are white, and all these other countries that are white, they're they're white, but they I'm pretty sure they don't want to come to America by the yeah, just no, white. I, they're like, I'm Russian, yeah, not white. Exactly. Like what? Yeah, no, I wish you could be like that. I wish you could just be like that. She's like, oh yeah, no, I'm an Asian. I'm just like, oh cool, girl, you're white. But I feel like in other countries they do ask where you're from expecting to hear. They're not gonna say where you or what are you, they're gonna ask where are you from. And see, I can it respect that, but I can respect that. I can, I can respect saying, um, let's, let's like use cities for a while. Like I can mm-hmm. say I'm from San Francisco yeah. as opposed to saying I'm American because then it's like, okay, so I know San Francisco and I know San Francisco is specific to its mm-hmm. customs, its cultures, its things. I would much rather us say where we are from than what we are. Ask me where I'm from. I'm from but, Florida. Okay. From. But then you're getting into a whole other conversation about you're saying you're from Florida. If you ask me where I'm from, I'm going to hesitate and probably not answer your question. <laughs> because like, where am I from? Am I from Ethiopia? Am I from Venezuela, where I went to high school? True. Am I from England, where my mom is from? Am I from, you know, Belgium? Or am I American because my dad is from here? Like, uh, that is such a loaded question for a lot of the TCK community. Yes, because then true. they're like very true, much hesitate true. where they're from. So I think it's like, how do you describe yourself? Do you, you, or like... Tell me about, even just general, tell me about yourself. Is it such a great question to ask because it's so not pushing on like, are you black, are you white? Where are you from? Or like, where did you grow up? Like it's just a general question and whatever somebody wants to tell you, they'll tell you. And a lot of people don't even, when you ask a question, a lot of people don't even include their race. Exactly. That's a good point. I like what you did there. Okay, girl. I see see what you did. Anyway, okay. To close us out, Esmeralda, what would you say, or do you think self-identity is important? Yes, 100%. I think it's all about, like, loving who you are as a person, regardless of, like, what Oprah think of you. (laughs) It's just regardless of what others want to put you like whatever boxes other people want to put you in it's important that you figure out who you want to identify with um as an individual like okay. i'm not i but it's also about understanding others perspective because i yes 
do get a little bit frustrated when people assume that I'm African-American because I have a little bit of an American twinge and I'm black. Yes. And I'm like, but you didn't ask me. Um, But I also, as I've gotten older, I I know that I identify as being a black Ethiopian woman, regardless of my nationalities, which are different than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that is something that I I know, but unless you're close to me, you might not know. Yeah. So you yeah. kind of have to like, it's a two part, especially if you're not white. Basically, if you're not white, you have to come to terms with the fact that people are always going to identify True. you differently than you identify yourself. Oh, and you so know, that's that, about it. I I'm a, I'm a, I'm a lot as close with that because that was powerful. I think. Because at the end of the day, no matter what we say, race is always going to be a thing. And it's always going to be important because it's important to acknowledge your your roots, your culture. It's important to acknowledge like what your people come from, whether it's Black, white, Indian, Asian, whatever. So I think we do need to identify. I hope we just move from a check boxes to a fill in the blank or, or a extended response. What do they call it? Short answer? Yeah, short, short answer. answer. And also, like, move away from, like, assuming you know what someone identifies. Yes, just based off the color that they move Yeah. On. Yeah, I, identity is important, but we have to stop letting it be a decision maker. Like, it should just be, like, a bonus to know mm-hmm. what someone's identity is. It shouldn't be, like, a determination of how you treat them. So the question should be, um, tell me about yourself. Yes. Anything else. Tell me about yourself. I agree. I like that. High five to a good conversation. Thanks. We did Girl. that. Next time. <laughs> Next time on Getting Drunk with Asmara. <laughs> Honestly, hella podcast. And... Bye.